0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Let's talk locations. Everybody wants a great location, and some have figured out how to make a location great. Some pay for their locations. Others get them free. When we come back, we will sort through the madness and help you find the best locations on the planet. It's
0: Sunday night, and you're listening to the all-new HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio Show with Ben... Call in at 424-258-9364. Press 1 to go live and ask Ben a question. You want it the best? You got it. You're listening to HDVR, Hot Dog Fender Radio.
2: A hold on so nervously.
0: Hey, folks, this is Rob Harper with Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Just a quick reminder that Hot Dog Vendor Radio is a live radio show. Without call-ins, there ain't no show. So hide your face, pick up your phone, and give us a call. You can use your real name, you can use your stage name. We aim the please, so we don't really care. The only stupid questions are the ones that are not asked. So dial 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. Get your groove on with HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio
1: have no some vendor feedback um this week or listener feedback on the listener feedback line you can go to learn hotdogs.com and there's a little box on the left hand side that stays with you that you can press and it will show you um it'll let you leave a voice message and obviously you can email me as well but um, I appreciate the listener feedback. But I received one, a gentleman left a nice message about me not giving enough detail. He says that I often refer people to LearnHotDogs.com instead of answering the question. And he spent about five minutes or four and a half minutes um, leaving me a message telling me I didn't leave enough detail. And I, I want to answer to that. Um, and, and I know everybody doesn't feel this way, but... You know, we have over 300 articles at LearnHotDogs.com. I, I've spent the better part of five years um, teaching for free. Um, you don't pay to watch it. You don't pay to learn it. You don't pay. It's all free. And when I get questions, and especially when I get multiples of the same question, I will often write make a note on my handy-dandy yellow pad, which I keep here on on the side of my desk. I will eventually make a video or an article or we'll do a show topic about it. Um, one of his complaints was is that, you know, you got to look up that information, and yes, you do, it, as far as that it can be cumbersome. You know, you want a simple answer. You don't want to listen to a two-hour show to find the ten minutes worth of information. And I understand that, and I've been talking about for some time now that I've been working on some new videos and new training blocks that will be available soon that will guide you through it so that you can search easier. The problem is I don't have that already yet. But, I do know that if somebody, let's take the, the topic for tonight is locations. And, I'm going to be talking about locations exclusively. But, if you'd have needed that information prior to tonight, you could have gone over to LearnHotDogs.com, and on the right-hand column, there's a search box. Type in the word locations, and it will pull up every article I've done. I think there's been 30 shows on
3: that. Thing,
1: 37, yeah, yeah I, there's been five shows and 37 articles on locations. Obviously, we learn more as we go, and so we add to it. So the, the previous one will, um, will have less in it than the next one. But all of the information is valuable. So I want to say that, you know, I, I, get, I get a lot of calls, and, and I've shared that with y'all, and I, I don't mind it. I like it. I love it, um, especially when I hear, you know, somebody I've helped for six months, and then I hear of a success story. That makes for the best night's sleep you can imagine. But the problem is, is I can't, I can't spend. The like if somebody emailed me today and said, Ben, can you you know just write out a list of all the best locations and and your analysis of each? I couldn't I, couldn't, I can't spend that time doing that because I've done it, and we're going to do it again tonight. But we're gonna we're gonna go into more, and I'm going to give you more information and stuff that I've learned and obtained, especially from fellow vendors. But the point is, is that is I I can't do that for every single person. So what I did is I started doing YouTube videos back five years ago, and I started making them free on the Internet so that you could go online and you can find that information. Then I made a search category thing at LearnHotDogs.com, so you don't even have to go to YouTube and search. You can find it all there. And, yes, you'll have to look around. And, yes, you'll be able to You'll go, oh, my gosh, he's got 18 articles on this. What do I do now? Uh, start with the most recent one and and find the information even if it requires skipping ahead it's yeah, worth it the
3: other thing is people have to take into account i mean we both have lives businesses and other things i mean i try and answer as many emails and phone calls as i can but you know on the other hand it's not a magic button they have to put in a little work
1: right and right it's you know, an investment I'm you're sorry, investing I'm your time
3: into, i'm sorry you got to type into a box and look for a search but i mean damn, dude, we've done so many shows, you know, and, and, you know, I have people in the car just, you know, like you, you have phone calls, you have emails, you try and do what you can. But, you know, man, you've got to put some work in on the other end, man.
1: Well, yeah, and I don't think he was being negative. I think, he, I think there is the misconception that, you know, I'm probably just sitting around waiting on the five emails a week.
3: Watching over. When,
1: you know, I, I call Jason. Jason and I speak quite often, and, and he'll call me sometimes, and he'll go, hey, what you doing? You know, it'll be 9 in the morning. Or sometimes he calls me at 6.30 in the morning. And, and, and I'll go, I'm answering emails. Yeah. <laughs> every time.
4: Yep. And
1: I am. I'm answering emails. But I will tell you, if I've already done something on it, especially recently, I'm going to refer you to it. I'm going to go to my search box at LearnHotDogs.com, and I'm going to type in the word taxes. I bet I received over 25 emails this week on how to set up your company. People asking how to set up. These are people that aren't my customers. They didn't buy a hot dog cart from me. My email, you know, it shows if somebody bought a hot dog cart from me, but I don't care. I'm going to help you. But I'm I am can not just answer the email or provide you you know one-on-one training um, help with it. I can't I can't it's
3: got to be a pay situation I mean
1: well know. well yeah but even my you know I, I do that pay deal on at Learn Hot Dogs that consulting thing yeah. but I, but I've narrowed it down to one day a week and and I'm booked for the for I can tell you hold on just a second um. I've got um, one opening, and y- yes, you could go and and do that and be one-on-one with me on a Skype call or a Skype video call, and, but you don't need to, and I tell everybody that. All the information's there. If there's something that I haven't explained thoroughly, then I'm going to be more than happy to answer it because what it's going to do is I'll write it down, And then I'll create something for it. And if I find that I get other questions like it, I'll even go into it deeper. I'll make a video or we'll do a show topic. I don't mind doing, you know, obviously you're going to repeat stuff. Because people look at a YouTube video and go, oh, that was made in 2009. Uh, That's probably old information. Well, no. There's, There's an article. And, Jason, you'll remember this. We did the top 40 questions I got over four years. Four years of questions, and I took the top 40 of those questions. Jason, I, and Rob, we answered those over two episodes. You can, you can find that at LearnHotDogs.com forward slash four zero. Just put in the number four and a zero. So LearnHotDogs.com forward slash four zero. And then there's a second part. It's four zero A. So LearnHotDogs.com forward slash 40A, and, and you'll have some, you'll go, well, I never thought to ask that. It is packed full. And I'm not, I, I hope you don't think that I'm being an asshole, especially the gentleman if he's listening that left the message. I, I don't mind helping, but it's why I can't devote to each email a full explanation, rewritten when I've already done it it's there. And sometimes I may not have time to find it for you, but I typically try to even find the article. Like I'll go I'll have my Google already up. I've got dual monitors. So, you know, on each side of me I have these big monitors and I've got four screens up right now. And so I can I can go into one screen, Google it, grab the code and put it over there. And Google's another one if you don't want to use the blog Search engine Google works even better than my blog search engine. Believe it or not, you can type in "learn hot dogs." That's it. Just all one word: learn hot dogs. And then skip a space and type in the word LLC or incorporation or Inc or business setup or um, locations or commissary. And Google's going to search. It's going to drill down to each article that I've done, each show, and it's going to drill down and every time we mention that, it will categorize it by priority. And you'll be able to go, aha, here it is. Here's the one I need, because this answers my question. So I know that your time's valuable and I don't want to waste your time, but I do want you to know that I can't I can't always give everyone, you know, an hour. I, I I run out of hours, and I already sleep about six a, a night. So, you know, Jason, I think, sleeps none. He's like a vampire. Um, But obviously, I'm here because I want to help. I could just – do you know any other manufacturer, Jason, that does any sort of training, puts shit – they put their shit for sale, and and I can put my stuff for sale up there. And I'll still sell.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm, I've got the biggest cart with the most features for the least amount of money on the market, period.
3: Okay.
1: And I'll stand behind that. I'm not doing this to make money. This is for fun. This is, I enjoy the hell out of this. I enjoy watching people become successful. And I, and I do get, I get those calls. I get that email from somebody that goes, Ben, I just got to thank you. I, I've been following you for a year and a half. I've I just got my second card. I've never called in, but I wanted you to know that I'm doing this and this. Those feel good. Jason helps people. Jason has, has seven irons in the fire and still answers people's emails.
3: Oh. I'm answering emails as we sit here. That's why when you see me look down, I'm trying to get caught <laughs> up on stuff from today, being at the mountain and working. and you know,
1: uh, you know. Well, go ahead and tell us how your week went. Give us an update. Uh, it, was good. it was a good week. Um, you know, we're winding down into
3: the, the season. Um, you know, busy days. Weather's beautiful. Uh, I think we got one more good day of weather, and I think we're getting cold again in the teens and stuff. And I think we got two snow more, two, yeah, two more <laughs> storms coming. Oh, wow. You know, but uh, I'm in tomorrow to get that elbow fixed, so I got surgery at 5 in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to fix the right when I can't take it anymore. <laughs>
1: Wow, well, how long's the recovery on that?
3: I'll be home tomorrow, and then it's uh, two weeks in a sling before I go back and find out when I can start rehab and stuff. So,
1: two weeks in a sling, and you've got people to handle stuff for you?
3: Yeah, yeah, we have a good crew now. We're, re- we're really lucky, you know. I got guys in the commissary to help, and you know, we're uh, we're we're pretty lucky, you know.
1: I'm glad. You
3: know, I lost one of my guys to, yesterday. He was uh, snowboarding before his shift. Caught the top of a jump, got five stitches in the chin, chipped a molar, and a concussion. So he's out for a couple of days. So we'll get through it, you know. How was your week?
1: Um, busy week. Um, it, it, this time of year, though, it, it's to be expected. Even though you with watch this two
3: emails a day.
1: Yeah, I got six emails over the last uh, week. a Busy day. Yeah, it cuts into my fishing. And Oprah. Yeah, no bro. Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, I want to I talk about um, some location ideas. And, and, and before I go into the specifics of locations, I want to talk about, in general, when you're looking for a location. And I do not like paid locations. Now, I know, I know there's vendors that pay for their locations, but I don't like them. And if I have my choice, I won't do them. But there's always, always going to be exceptions to the rule. I've got friends that, you know, pay street eats every month to be in front of a Lowe's, but they make 140000 a year, so who gives a shit? So I can understand that. But ultimately, you want a free location, especially if you're starting out shoestring budget and you're trying to get started. Do not make a commitment to a location. You need Special to
3: change Yeah, Ugh.
1: You need to change the way you're wording stuff. You need to change the way you're doing it in order to get a free location. People need to know you need to ask for permission in a way that they feel like you're doing them a favor. Yep. So when you go up to Mr. John Q Manager and you go, Hey, you know, Um, we, my family has a, um, a vending company. We do, um, catering and we've been doing this area for quite some time, or we just started coming to this area and thought that you might like to have a hot dog vendor set up an authentic hot dog cart, licensed, insured, bonded, come to your location, set up. We'll try it out for a day. In fact, you know what? I'll feed your employees lunch and...
3: I'm going to do it for free.
1: Yeah. And what you'll find out is they'll go, well, how much is it going to cost me? Many of them, if you word it right, they'll think that you're trying to sell them. And you go, you know what? I don't want to worry about that. Let's just try it and see how it works. And then just never bring it up again. you find out that it works well, stay there. Don't charge them. But if you find out that it sucks, you can just move on. But the point is, is you can get a location for free, but if you go up there and go, hey, my name's John, I, I just got me a hot dog cart, and uh, we're needing a place to set up where there's lots of people, and I know your business has lots of people, what you're going to get is how much you going to pay me, boy. He's going to want to know how much you're going to pay him because now he sees that you're in the need instead of you creating a need for him. All in wording, all in wording. So if well,
3: you, the other thing, you know, along that line, you know, the wording is also your appearance. Take a shower that day. Shave. Don't wear your uh, beer-stained hunting shirt or fishing shirt, you know. Or a shirt you just change the oil in your truck, you know.
1: Yeah, wasn't it, it wasn't, it, wasn't it you that told us about carrying a portfolio about a year ago? You told us about carrying a, a, a small portfolio, even if it's just a, a, a small um, folder, that yeah. has a few pictures of your business, your cart, your logo, your license, a copy of your license.
3: Let them know, you know, everything.
1: Yeah, that way if they ask, keep that in your hand. I wouldn't show it to them unless they asked. But you can say, hey, we've got a small hot dog cart, and open it up real quick and close it back. You'll see if you have their interest when they go, let me see that. And these are sales techniques that work in all types of fields. But if you present yourself in this business as though you need their help, they're going to try to take advantage of that most every time them. yeah That's you're have to present it. yeah and
3: you're doing him a favor
1: right now um to give you an example jason's at a ski resort um and and could that business jason does well there could that business go to jason and go you know what jason um we're gonna need 500 a weekend and and it'd probably be worth it but the, here's the difference Jason, doesn't, Jason pitched himself he's going to be a benefit to the clients. And the truth is, that is the truth. If you don't recognize it and you don't think it is, then it's going to be hard as hell to sell that to them. You're going to want to be able to say to them that you're going to help them. You know, we thought we'd try it out just maybe next Thursday, 11 to 1 or something. And, and then it doesn't sound committal. Don't say, we want to set up here every day. We'll be here every day. Don't start any of that yet. Just go in and say, hey, I'm going to be in the area next week. We have a small catering company. Check out this cart we have. Um, We're licensed, insured, approved by the state. In fact, I think I have a a spot available next Thursday if you'd like me to come by. We won't bug your customers or anything, and and, um, we'll feed your employees, and everybody have fun. And they'll go, heck, yeah. Well, one of, one of our listeners, and I played his voicemail last week on the show, did that at Walmart, and Walmart did a backflip to have him there. A backflip, all because of the way he worded it. Yeah, he, yeah he, got, he got lucky, but we have other vendors that have called into the show that work at Walmart. One sent in his pictures, and I put them on the blog. He's in front of Walmart every day raking it in. Imagine that captive audience. Something else I want to talk to you about is, is pay. You know, um, as far as the, the location, doesn't have to be 40,000 people. Nope. It doesn't have to be because what you're looking – this is a numbers game. If they're driving down an interstate, yeah, you're going to probably need 200,000 cars a day to get, get 100 to pull over. The, the issue comes when you find the right location where it's convenient. It doesn't need to be 5,000 people or 1,000 people or 600 people. You just need your 50 to 100 to 150 customers a day, and you will make a kick. But You'll make six figures a year.
3: Working five days a week.
1: Right, and not even full days, not eight-hour days. Yes, you've got cleanup and stuff. I know vendors that sub out that stuff. You know, they, I, I talked to a vendor. Um, he's, he's up there near Jimmy, I think, in Maryland. And, and he's got a lady that is a um, single mom. He drops off his stuff to her. She cleans the cart, cleans the pans, restocks everything. And then he picks it up the following day. Smart. He just he just alleviated some of his work. Yeah, it's costing him, but he's making enough to do it. Um, so I want you to think about that, that you don't have to, you know, most vendors get started and they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be right there, at Main Street and Court Street, you know, where everybody goes by. That may not be the location for you. I have vendors call me. Jason, you can verify this. They call you and they go, you know, I'm, I live in Atlanta, and I ain't never seen a vendor here. Yeah, probably, but I know that I have at least 50 customers in Atlanta, 50 of my customers. That doesn't count Dream Makers customers or any of the other manufacturers' customers there. Are they on the street? Probably not. They're at one of the locations we'll go over tonight. They're off the beaten path. You're not going to find Jason unless you follow him on Twitter and Facebook. He ain't downtown right now. He's at a ski slope. So, i look got my
3: regulars, though. i got regulars coming from Skip Back up to the mountain.
1: Yeah, because, because they followed you from before. Yep. So, got
3: to keep them updated. Got to train them.
1: Well, that's, that's something else that we were talking about earlier, is that it, if you you don't have to have the best location – if you have good customers and a good quality um setup, if if as long as you're providing good food at their at good prices and it's a value, something unique, then you don't the word's gonna spread and you're gonna get I love the hat. Love the hat. <laughs> that is so you
5: <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. Um I'm gonna pop this on the screen in case anybody missed this. Um this is the, the web address is LearnHotDogs.com 40, forward slash 40. And I think what I'll do is put the other one on there, 40A. Um, you have see. a
3: website?
1: Just got it. Um, and um, you can go LearnHotDogs.com forward slash 40 and that's where you'll find some of those questions The the top 40 questions i received in four years the most of so that should help you out especially if you're new that i'd recommend it if you've been vending a few months um that stuff will offer some valuable information
3: yep
1: um two shows
3: a lot of questions
1: yeah two shows on 40 questions and we covered it thoroughly um
3: I mean, just so they know, I mean, we what was it, Rob and I did a show on locations, and we covered, I forget what we even got up to number-wise, but I mean, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, y'all did a show on your own um, yeah. on here, and I don't know where that show is, but I'm sure um, I could Google it, um, but it's on learnhotdogs.com, and y'all went through, uh, y'all did a whole show exclusively on different locations.
3: Just literally listing locations very quickly, places you never thought of. And, uh, I forget we got to some obscene number.
1: We're going to try that tonight. We're going to try to go through as many as I can. I do have callers on the line and I'm going to go ahead and take some calls. Um, caller. Do oh, me,
3: me a favor. Watch for a two one five. I've got a guy calling in. It's uh wing bowl.
1: Okay. Not, not on there yet. Um, okay. but, um, at least not called in and pressed option one. That's the ones that I can see, um, their numbers. um, Area Code 401, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, Ben. Hey, Jason. How are you guys?
1: Doing wonderful. And you?
2: Yeah. I'm doing well. This is Tom up here in Rhode Island, and I have a very unique question for you, Ben. And I bought your book, and, my God, it does everything except sell the hot dogs for you, which is phenomenal. Um, That's nice. Well, I... <laughs> i live on the state line the border between massachusetts and rhode island i literally can throw a rock into massachusetts from where i live now i'm getting my car inspected i've talked with the department of health i built my own car or not quite finished yet but getting there very quickly right. and you know i got everything i need for the state of rhode island department of health my question is being so close to Massachusetts, there's a lot of venues in Massachusetts or events, uh, events that I would like to possibly pick up also. What do I have to do different going in a different state? Like, was, Would my Rhode Island license and certification carry over? Or if it's an event on private property, do I even need to worry about it? Or I'm, I'm confused uh, as to what to do at this point.
1: Well, I, I always err to the side of, um, especially if you're doing private property like a special event somewhere, you're, you're typically under an event, the event coordinator's umbrella license. But if you're going to go cater an event somewhere, maybe it's an auction or something, and you're going to another state to do that, probably don't need to alert anybody. It's easier to beg for forgiveness than to ask for permission um, in those cases. But if you're going to go set up at 5th and Maine, In another city that's in another state, you'll probably want to get their licensing first, um, or at least call them and go, okay, do you have a transient license, a temporary license that you provide? And I'd call the health department because that's that's where it's going to matter the most. The health department may tell you, no, you can't serve anything in our state without being licensed.
4: Okay. But
1: I wouldn't do that for private events.
4: Okay.
1: Um, I Oh, so it's uh, down low.
2: Just go in and do my thing and hope for the best and, like you said, plead for forgiveness.
1: Well, the wor- the worst, really, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to go, hey, can I see your license? Yeah, here's my license. They go, well, this is from New York. Well, that's because we're here, but we got a catering job here. You know, we're out of there. Yep. And they'll go, well, from now on you need to make sure you get a temporary vendor permit with the state health department or something. But it's it's not like they're going to, you know, obfuscate with your cart and um and haul you to jail. It's not that kind of deal. Um, okay. it's it's a play dumb kind of deal.
2: So, here in Rhode Island, it's 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 really weird because it's the smallest state in the union and we have like I think it's 34 or 37 towns and cities and everything combined and each one you go into you need to get their special license from that community as well as the state license to, to, to go into it. it. It can drive you nuts because the
1: communities aren't that big. <laughs> well, that, 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 is, that happens to a lot of us. Um, you know, I had multiple licenses because I had multiple cities around me in different counties. And so yep. I had to have those licenses. Typically, it was a matter of just going to the courthouse and, you know, getting a license or going online and getting it. It wasn't like a, an inspection your state health inspection covers you for the state in most states.
3: It's more like use and occupancy in the smaller towns.
1: Your right. State,
3: your state license should cover you for the whole state, and then it's just basically doing and O in each of those towns,
5: use and right.
2: occupancy. Okay. What? Yeah, I got you.
3: They, they each want their little pound of flesh for the license fee. I mean, down here, it's anywhere from 20 bucks to 500 So, you know, you might find a town you don't want to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: we even – we even have a couple of uh, cities up here that uh, they favor their own residents. Like if I lived in a city and I wanted to apply for, I think they call it a vic-trolling license, um, I could go in and apply and get the license without a problem. But if I don't live in the city, uh, a lot of them go, sorry, uh, nope, we can't do that.
4: Yeah,
3: no. right. It's uh, you know, something you should take up with I do eventually. I mean, I have recently just had to reach out to the Institute for Justice, and I'm working with Melinda. You know, I got a town that's two square blocks by two square blocks, causing <laughs> me some issues. And, uh, you know, Yeah. But, it sounds like know, Rhode you Island. You have to keep running and, you know, start, you know, start walking before you can run. Keep us up to date. Yeah. And, you know, you just uh, you got to make your decisions. Are you really going to be busy in that spot in that town? It might not be worth that license, you know.
1: Yeah, that's yep. something else you have to consider is is whether it's busy or not, and you may want to try just pulling it off first with your other licensing licenses in hand. That way, if somebody yep. comes up, are you licensed? Yep, here I am, and they may go, oh okay, and walk off, or they may go, uh, you need to have a license for Podunkville. We have a separate Podunkville license, and it's forty dollars. I
3: was in Podunkville.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> just move on. Um, but yep. I would always go that route
2: well i'll I'll tell you one thing it uh, is extremely beneficial to talk with your health department code enforcement first because um i was talking to them and i asked them a whole bunch of questions and they were very polite very nice indeed and they're telling me like the different things like okay do you want to carry chili on the dog well we have what's you know here we have the new york system wiener with the hamburg type chili sauce and he's over there, well, you can't sell chili from the cot unless you get the food, safe-serve food protection manager uh, certificate, right. whereas right. if you just do the hot dog, then it's just a safe-serve certificate, and and if you want to have this equipment on your cot, you need to get this certification. It needs to be built a certain way. They were, you know, tremendously helpful. They really were.
1: Well, good. See, I mean, I, I would
2: have hated I would the heck to build this.
1: The, sell the manager certificate with serve safe because when you get expand and you have employees that covers your employees without them having to have a license
3: okay also when you start expanding you know i have to have a manager at each location
2: yep okay yeah i i know they they were a big help i mean they really put me on the right costs i mean as far as even altering the design as i was building it to incorporate the features that i wanted into it you know I mean, you know, it's well worth doing. I mean, as opposed to just building a cot and then going to the health department and say, "Here I am," um, you know, and they appreciated the fact that I took the time to call too. So they were very nice about it.
1: I'm glad. I appreciate you calling in, and um, feel free to call back anytime. I thank you. Keep us okay, updated. All right, folks. Um, I am going. I know I've got other callers on the line, so what I'm going to do first, so that I so that I don't get caught in a lie, um, is go through these locations. And obviously, you know, now you can go to the website and search locations and find more. But um, if you go, um, here's, here's just some locations. There's street corners, which are okay. And there's lots of vendors on street corners. Just drive through New York City. Um, but it's typically not your most successful spots. Um, street corners work great in New York City because of the sheer amount of people. I mean, there'll be vendors two and three on the same section of a block. So, yes, if you've got 55,000 people walking by you, um, the odds of you getting your 100 customers are pretty high. But if you're going to Podunkville and going to set up on the street corner and somebody's got to pull off the road to get to you, not my ideal location. There's also, we talked a minute ago about Lowe's and Home Depot. Those, those go through a company called Street Eats where they manage those for them, and they will try to, um, and we've, we've got a show on Street Eats. If you want to hear it, you'll hear my rant against it. Um, they, they basically charge you to be there, a rent, okay? And they put stipulations, and they say you have to be there seven days a week. Um, most of that's not true. But if I'm just letting you know, look it up. I don't have time to go through it tonight, But those are good locations if you find the right one. I know a vendor here in Tennessee who has um, all his locations are Lowe's and Home Depot's, and he does well. I think he's got eight or nine carts from me now, and he does well with it. He wanted that security blanket of knowing I've got a captive audience coming in and out, and he does, and it works. Um, Walmart. And if you search the word Walmart or search the word charity on the blog, you'll see that I have a thing on how to get into Walmarts. Um, and even if it's only every now and then, once a month maybe, those can be horrendously big days, like three, four grand days. So you may want to check that out. But still, that's not that's not the main goal. You want the the tried and true. You want the ones that like Jason has, the the ski slope. Then he's already got a, you know, in Skip Back, he's got another one um, where he'll be, or more than one. And he's got the winery. He's got locations that are his his meat and potatoes. They bring it in, and they're consistent. Yes, he may get a, a an odd job that may pull in a bunch of money, but it's not every day. Thrift stores. Folks, thrift stores are ideal for this business. Thrift stores, Goodwill, Habitat for Humanity places, um, they, they have these Habitat for Humanity resale places where they sell construction supplies. Those can be incredible. And you can also find out what days of the week are best. It's always good once you have an in with the manager and you've been there a day or two. You can go, hey, what, you know, what day of the week is, is one of your busier days, you know, where customers end up having to wait in line or something? And you can make it sound that way because now you've given them something else. You know, people, people are happy to shop, and they'll shop longer if they're full. They know that, hey, when I leave, I'm going to get me a nice sausage. Well, those places are ideal, and then you're helping both people. You're helping yourself, but you're also helping that business. Because you you create this nostalgic feel out in front. You're friendly, and those are all the things that go with this. Clean cart, clean you, clean food, and do everything right and be friendly. And I'm not going to teach that tonight. That's more in operations, but I wanted to touch on it. Jason, any of these that spark anything else um, in your head, um, throw them out there. But.
3: Well, just, you know, when we talk about intersections, I mean, me, I like to be near two busy roads. And like you said, it's got to be a spot they can pull off. It can't be half in the road, half out, you're going to get hassled by the cops. It's got to be, like with me, i got a lot. I've several 53-foot trailers pull in and spin around and still have plenty of parking for other people. So, you know, if you do a lot, busy intersection, it's got to have room for parking. It's got to be easy in, easy out.
1: And no. and people look at that. You and I are driving somewhere. We want we're going from point A to point B, and we see something we like. We'll often talk ourselves out of it because just the hassle of getting in and out.
3: Yeah. Getting in and out. Well, the other thing when you were saying about uh, you know, busy days again. Back to record keeping. How many times have we talked about this? It's it's you know in Good my point. log every day when I do my numbers I write you know what the day was like: sunny, rainy, hot, cold. You know, and then you know. You can look back on this a year later, and it's helpful,
1: you know? Well, you're exactly right. I'm glad you brought up that point. Um, there's there's sports fields, okay? Jason's got something working now, but we, we've talked to other vendors on the show that are working, um, you know, youth sporting events, um, community sporting fields, those types of places. Um, depending on how you pitch it, you may be the supplier. We've talked to vendors who have gone to these places and said, "Hey, give them their card, talk to them a minute, and then get a call a week later and go, you know what? We have that small concessions, but it just typically is just a pain in the neck.' We've got I've teenagers,
3: softball and soccer locked up. And yeah. Not open their concession stand this year. It's us. Right. Monday to, Monday to Thursday for practice, five thirty to eight. Weekends for games and
1: tournaments. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? All of that turns into something. So then you've got parks and recreation places like the city park and the, and the park where the pool is. Those are awesome spots. Now, some of them may not let you in there. They may say, you know what, we don't want to really do that. We have our own concessions or we don't want to bring that kind of crowd in. And, and you may have to do some pitching there. Or find out if there's a code against it. Don't you know? Especially if you're dealing with the city and local government, do not take no for an answer until you see it in writing. Um, you know, you may get a city manager who tells you, "Yeah, we don't really want that kind of environment. We don't want people fed out there. We, I mean, people can bring their own food, but we don't really want vendors." Well, um, is there an ordinance against it? Well, no. We've been talking about putting an ordinance against it. Well, while you're talking about it, I'm going to be vending, because that's public property. That means your taxpayer dollars, my dollars, pay for it. So never take no for an answer until you see it in writing, until they make
5: Question a or,
1: Yeah, and get on, get on the, the meeting notes if they do try to attempt to block you out of it later, um, because there, your are constitutional. Your federal rights trump any state or local laws and you have federal rights to public lands. And that's why there are some vendors and we'll I'll bring this up in a minute, but that are at state and national parks. They're on a hiking trail with a hot dog cart. Because they can. So, um let me run through these real quick. Let's see. Auto salvage yards. We've talked about this before. We've talked to other vendors that are doing it. Auto salvage yards are perfect. You are providing an inexpensive lunch, okay, Uh, a meal, and a quality meal to people who can't. They don't want to spend the money at GM or at the Chevy dealership to buy that new starter, so they're out Saturday at the pull-aparts picking parts off for their car. Some of those guys work their butts off doing that. Some of the mechanics have crews that go out there and pull parts so they can replace your, you know, a mechanic shop may um, tell their customer, listen, we've got new starters or used starters. Our used starters are guaranteed 30 days. Well, where are they getting those used starters? Junkyard. So you may want to set up there. You may find that Fridays and Saturdays are horribly busy there. People get paid on Friday and go after work. On Saturday morning, John Boy goes, damn, I want to get a lift. I think I can find a lift at the junkyard for my Ford. And he goes out to the junkyard, and you're there with a hot meal. Um, okay, landscaping nurseries. I told you all in my own story. It's in my book at um, Ben'sCarts.com forward slash book. But the I had a huge gig at a landscape growing facility, that nursery. But they grew stuff and sold it to these small places that sell plants. And they were open to the public, so they had droves of people coming in daily. And it worked well. Saturdays and Sundays, I rocked. I ended up selling that location to the vendor with with the cart. Um, Animal shelters. They have busy days. You may want to provide something. They may be having a fundraiser that you could help. Um, big Lots, Tratter Supply, Farmers Co-op, those are all fantastic locations where people, lots of people go in and out, Dollar Tree stores, stuff like that, where people are constantly in and out, you know, Dollar General, um, those those types of places are busy and found that on certain days of the week and actually a certain week out of every month, outdid all the other weeks of the month. It's when people got their, um, any type of government check, Social Security, um, any kind of, um, you know, help check, um, unemployment, whatever. So we always knew the first week of every month was ideal in our town to be set up at Dollar General. Um, and and like Jason said, if you're keeping good records, then that's not going to be an issue. Um, you'll know which ones after working it a little while. You'll know exactly what days and what hours kick ass. Um, truck parking lots. We have a vendor um, out west. Jason, you remember her? She's she's at a truck stop. Scale. Yeah,
3: man, she's yeah. like at a stone yard and scale yard.
1: Yeah, a scale yard, and and so those types of places would be well too there's bars nightclubs we've talked about that working at night the safety issues we've talked about all of it bars and nightclubs can be horribly lucrative um i i can't even begin to tell you we have we have a vendor in um south carolina and he got sick with cancer but he called into the show quite often he worked outside of a strip club with his wife you remember him jason
3: yeah.
1: and he did well Outside of a strip club. And so people leave the strip club or come, just go outside and eat and go back in.
3: Work Uh, a deal with them and only give change and $2 bills.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, Let's see, auction houses and auction companies. They constantly do these big auctions or estate sales or land sales or um, ballroom-type auctions. Where they bulk up a ton of different properties and they auction them off all in one day and they advertise like crazy. I I had an auctioneer company that would pay me to be there. They wanted to supply food and he'd go, listen, we're expecting 600 people and um, we'd like to give away about that many meals. Well, that's going to be three grand, and I can be there from 10:30 to to two.
3: Yep.
1: Sounds good. And um, flea markets. Flea markets can be good. Some flea markets won't let you in if they have their own food concessions, but our flea market had their own food concessions, still let us in because they couldn't even feed all the people that were there. They had pissed off people because the lines got too big. Um, I've told you all the story. There was nine people there selling hot dogs, and my daughters on one weekend, well, one day on a Saturday, did 1400 and I believe $7. fourteen It was 140 something in one day on one cart um yard sales yard sales we've talked about this before this is a unique idea and i don't know how many vendors are doing it or trying it but anytime you watch your paper watch your local craigslist you'll see these um neighborhood yard sale church yard sale 17 families and and that's when they get everybody to join in and do this huge yard sale on a pretty weekend will you call them up and you go or go by there first and go, hey, we've got a catering company, hot dog company. We'd like to set up here, maybe keep people around longer um, this coming Saturday when you do that big yard sale. All of a sudden, now you're in front of, you're going to see 1,500 people that day or 300 people that day. Those can be unbelievable. There's also car washes. We've got vendors that have called into the show that work in front of a car wash. There's one in Orange Park, Florida that called in one time, and I remember the story. I don't remember his name. He's in Orange Park, Florida, and he's at a car wash, a busy car wash, and he's making a kick-butt living, and the people love him. He's not paying to be there because you know what happens at a car wash? They set you in a room while your car goes through and gets all the detail work. Well, now they've got you out there providing lunch. What What a great Business arrangement. You're making their customers um, happier. Outdoor entertainment places. Y'all all know if you've listened to the show more than a day. Um, ski slopes are lucrative. Um, Jason's at one. There's golf courses. We've talked to um, Pocono Hot Dogs, who's in the Pocono Mountains. He, he goes to a golf course. He's even got a license and carries a keg on his car for beer and serves beer and hot dogs. Um, go-kart tracks. Talked to a vendor the other day in Alabama. He's at a go-kart track, and he is kicking butt at a go-kart track. It's like a tourist touristy town, apparently. Um, welcome centers. Jason, I don't know if you remember, but it's been several months uh, that we had a vendor that was at a welcome center on an interstate.
3: Yep. yep.
1: Um, and got permission to be there. Be there, yeah. And so... It's state property, which means government-owned, which means taxpayer-owned. And he asked, and he got it. Um, state and national parks we mentioned earlier can be enormous. You find a good, you know, you, you, right here in my mountains, we've got the Appalachian Trail. And can you imagine setting up on a point on it that's easy to get to with a cart? And you've got 400 walkers, hikers going by. I mean, you, you may have to sell vegetarian dogs or something because many of those, you know, are, um, are not eating meat, but you could have both. Horseback riding places do incredibly well. Hometown racing, I've done these. They work well. You know, we have uh, a little, it's in Newport, a little speed track, and, um, you know, they do dirt racing on Saturdays. And then you've got one over in uh, near Knoxville that does. I think that one, one of the others, cong, or asphalt. And one's dirt, but either way, a lot of people, a lot of dinners, um, grand openings, and sometimes you can be proactive. Jason has a packet he gives out to people, and and many successful vendors do. But you take a grand opening, you hear, you see a new store going in, it's getting close to open may want to drop by and introduce yourself to the manager and go, hey, what are you you're all planning a grand opening? You know, we have a catering company we could set up, and we can bring this and this and this and, um, and, and provide the food for the day. They may go, you know what? We were looking at having so-and-so here, and it's going to cost us $1,800, and you'll do it for seven. You know, because your meals are obviously less expensive. Um, air shows is another one. And I think I'll end it there. We have about 10 minutes left, and I want to make sure that I can get to these callers. Um, and so know that when I pick up your call, I'll, I, I may um, let you ask your question and then, or tell whatever you want to say, and then I'll um, go back and put you on mute, and then we'll answer it and go to the next one um, so we don't run out of time here. Jason, did you want to add anything before I started that?
3: I mean, just you know, search the site because, like I said, there's multiple shows, multiple articles, you know, we can't get them all tonight but, uh, you know, there's still tons and tons of places,
1: you know? Yeah, I could, I could go on and on and on. Um, and, and like a lot of those you just heard aren't ones people think of. They're not what you think of. Um, okay. Area code nine one Oh, you are live on hot dog vendor radio, street food vendor TV. Hey
5: Ben, it's Charlie Smith with Gunny Smith's hot dogs.
1: Hey brother. How are you?
5: Oh, uh, not bad. Pretty good. Um, How's it going, Jason? Uh, I just want to give you guys a call because I know I called a couple of weeks ago and gave you an update. Well, I got my inspection last Thursday. We set up yesterday. I don't, I don't know who the guy was that called or wrote in, uh, the one you were talking about at the beginning of the show, but the information is out there. Um, we, I, I, talk, I called in a couple of weeks ago and told you how I pitched that mattress firm. We uh, set up over there yesterday for the first time did my quote-unquote grand opening. Um, I had about 15 hot dogs left when I came home. Well, then I, you know, after that, we went to Sam's Club, got some more supplies, some more hot dogs, things like that. Went over to a a local bar here in town, and I went inside and talked to the lady. She was in there, you know, all the snow and stuff. There was water on the floor. So she was vacuuming up the up the floor and things like that, getting the water out, and uh, told her who I was, what we were doing. She said, oh, yeah, we would love to have you over. Uh, told me about the events they're having coming up this summer and how they wanted this and that and all these vendors and stuff and how they have well, so I'm at a concert. So they have 40,000 people there. She's like, we've been looking for local vendors that are actually licensed and permitted in this county. So I went out there last night with 42 hot dogs. I came back home with – well, actually, I gave two to a police officer and I gave one to – One of the other people uh, before I left, so I I basically almost sold out twice yesterday. Oh my goodness!
1: Congratulations!
5: That is fantastic.
1: (laughs) And those—that was your first day yesterday.
5: Very first day yesterday. Love it. Never sold a hot dog a day in my life until yesterday.
1: Love it. You made my day. Thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. Keep us up to date. Call in next week. I sure will. All right, we'll see you, brother. Congratulations.
4: Congratulations.
1: Call area code 706. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for calling in.
4: Well, if I was going to set up anywhere, I'd probably set up at a bank. That way they got plenty of money to buy the hot dogs. <laughs> Michael
1: Wood. Yeah, sounds like that Georgia boy, Michael Wood.
4: <laughs> I thought you were used the coffee cans. <laughs> it's complicated down here. It was 80 degrees today, by the way. Oh, I,
1: hallelujah. I can't wait. We, yeah, we got 61
4: back. I actually screwed up Saturday and went out and sold out a Sausage Dogs at 1.30 at the uh, local um, auto parts store. Uh, I know you said the pull-apart, but uh, most people down here buy them new parts. And I sold out. I was sold out by 1.30 and on the way home. And oh, um, wow. it was oh, Yeah, and then uh, the bad thing about that is I had a customer coming up as I was saying, "Hey, I'm out of everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're gonna have to come back." <laughs> but uh, oh,
5: I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: and, it's a good problem you have
4: to have. Come back earlier. Yeah, I, I missed the um, uh, first part of the show because I was on the internet ordering some glow in the dark uh, necklaces. You know, like the LED necklaces? Yep, yep. I have some nighttime events that I've got coming up real soon, and uh, when the bands are playing, uh, they don't seem to want to eat a whole lot, so I leave my wife at the hot dog cart, and then I go around and sell those necklaces and, uh, for like three bucks a pop. And it uh, <laughs> gives me a little extra income, and I get to get a little closer to the band and the excitement. And, you know, I've always got to make a buck. And, uh, but, yeah, they, but a local bank, uh, when I say a bank, I say a local bank, not a mega bank. You know, you want to get the hometown people. (laughs) And um, as most people probably know, my local bank that I set up at actually sends out an email. She has a list of everybody in town, and she sends out like 100 emails for me. When I set up, so, you know, it's kind of like free advertising. And the only (laughs) other thing about finding a location, the biggie that I found out, because I actually have four locations, and they're all free, uh, because I don't pay for locations, but is to take your hot dog cart with you if you have one. And show them, hey, this is my hot dog cart. And when I set up out here in your parking lot, what I'm going to do is I'm going to generate more business for you. Yep. Because they're going to see my pretty clean hot dog cart, and they're going to come in. And uh, but you know the um, one other place that that I do, and I I really do it because I really enjoy it, is the um, local private school. And the local um, church, I go go to the church and they have a like a 200 kid daycare. Yep. And we're kids, you know, eight six, under six years old. And I go over there and feed them. And you know, you do, you know, two or three hundred hot dogs in an hour. So you know, it, it's lucrative. You know, it's not consistent, but it's consistent over the years.
1: Right.
4: And anyway, guys. um well,
1: thank you, yeah, Mike. Appreciate
4: it. All right, I seen the pictures Jason put on the on the internet about how pretty it was in Pennsylvania, and then I looked at the thermometer today and it was eighty degrees. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have a good All one, right. Michael. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, area, co- area code four one two. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV.
6: No, we can't spread right the coin on this number. It's Freddy from Elwood's Doghouse.
5: House. Um, okay.
6: Yeah, I'm on my cell phone. But uh just wanted to mention too, when you're talking about free uh locations, um, then I I'm having a hell of a lot of luck. Um kind of more in like urban areas, not far from downtown, um, right. near laundromats and things like that. And just, like, around here, I know know different uh, states and different areas geographically, some things can be different, but around here, I seem to be finding a lot more spots than I anticipated that I'd be able to. Um, Just parking right on the street, and, you know, all I do is check and just make sure there's no signs that say I can't park or stop or, you know, and you can't park in a metered space. Um, And then, of course, you you have business owners. Um, I did have my first, uh, kind of, uh, it it was, you know, I had a little bit of a thing. Oh, I I think I told you this the other day, we were talking on the phone and, um, you know, I had a business owner that wasn't too happy with me being right in front of his business, which I was right. And, um, you know, not on his property, but on the street, but if they want you to move, you got to move. So, um, you know, I moved down the street a little bit, but, um, where I'm at, there are students that, uh, they, they every six weeks they change, and a whole new group of students comes there. Now, I know that, well, I think I remember a while back here I got you. About, i
1: got about fifteen seconds left. Oh, you
6: got um, a while back, you mentioned uh, going to the same place too often, and then after a while, people just get used to you. You got students that are coming in every six months, um, completely different ball game. I'm loving it. Thanks.
1: <laughs> hey, thank you. I appreciate you calling in. Call back next week.
0: Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben'sCards.com and the Hot Dog Answer Man himself, Mister Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HTVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio.
1: Well, that went pretty good. Yeah. I'm going
3: uh, give you a shout a couple minutes.
1: All right. I'm going to head upstairs. My wife wants to. Um, Cosmos you know, started again um, tonight, and she recorded it. Um, you know, It used to be Carl Sagan. Now it's um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I've got a son that uh, is into astronomy like crazy. And so we're going to watch that.
0: Holler at me.